Welcome to Rem and Sam. We're back at it. We're in, we're in summer hours now. Summer days. Who knows what's going on? Got B-teamers on first take. I know. Love Stephen A's show. taking the day off. We're not taking the day off. We're, we're still here. A-team we're, we're still shows up. NBA free agency is this week. So, some, yeah. you know, something is there. Something's there. The Kyrie thing is looming. Mm-hmm. So I mean, there there are things to talk about. We could potentially some. we could potentially make some stuff up. I know I know you have. I know you got. I have some a couple takes. things. Should should we start by diving into free agency a little bit? Yeah, yeah. Just no, to that's get a into great it. Place to start. Um, so I got a little list here. Okay. I went ahead and ranked my top free agents. I kind of did the list a little bit, obviously based on obviously who the player is, but mm-hmm. I did factor into a little bit, like what the contract you're going to like what potentially yeah. the contract could be for them. So that is factored into it a little bit. So should we just, should we start with number one? Yeah. Number one available free agent in the NBA this year mm-hmm. to me is Kyrie or Deandre Ayton. Wow. Number one, number one. Am I one just oh, am I crazy for thinking that DeAndre Ayton is the best available not well best available player on the market could be a stretch I mean yeah. Kevin Kevin Durant could be available but yeah, who knows in free agency am I crazy for thinking DeAndre Ayton is like could be the number one most coveted guy out there um realistically putting in fact I said factoring in the contract because what you're gonna get. I mean, the stars, like, who else is, from a star standpoint, is yeah. out there? Harden and Westbrook and Kyrie? There is if one they other opt out, flying under the radar that no one mentions. I mean, the other the other two, there are two other guys that are yeah. potentially, you know, better players than mm-hmm. Aiton is. But you got to factor in Aiton's 24 as well. He's only going to get better. I think what he did in the playoffs last year... Mm-hmm. Or, I yeah, guess, two seasons run, ago yeah. now, in the finals run, defensively, going up against, not just, like, being good defensively against other teams, yeah. but other great players. Like, he played Jokic in that run. You know, Giannis, Giannis obviously went off in the finals, but yeah. Giannis is the best player in the league. And Aiton's still a young player then, so very, you know, Tatum-esque mm-hmm. from this year where Tatum has the run in the playoffs. And in the finals, you go, ooh, maybe he leaves us lacking a little bit. But, you know, the whole run... He showed everything he needed to. He did that in that playoff run. Again, he's 24. His max contract is, well, like $30 million a year. Yep. And there are going to be guys getting max contracts this offseason that are just, yeah. you know, they're going to be tip top of the league. So I think you get him on what is, it's a lot, it could be a lot for Aiden. You know, the Suns apparently aren't willing to pay it. But yeah. if you go, a guy with all NBA potential. You get him on a $30 million a year deal. He's 24, and again, and he did. He showed it in that playoff run again. So, I mean, that, that to me is the case for DeAndre Ayton being the most coveted player on the free agent market. Yeah, no, I definitely see um, in terms of players who are actually available, he'd probably be number one. Um, I may lean towards Zach Levine, though. I kind of he's my number two yeah I think you need you um kind of like the Cade Cunningham um Evan Mobley thing with the argument you kind you need a Zach Levine before you need a DeAndre Ayton and depending on what team you have I still think I think you need you need a I I like Zach Levine the shot creator I kind of 
you know, he's kind of continued to improve each year, you know, and I, I kind of think he, he has a breakout season in him. He's 27, you know, we know he can jump off the gym. He's shooting, has gotten better every year. He's playmaking as well. So I, I personally think if I'm building a team from scratch, I'd rather start with Zach Levine. But I definitely see the argument for DeAndre Ayton, you know, in terms of his age, what he can bring. You know, last year was a little bit disappointing, which I think it did show his limitations, in which he is really young. But it showed, you know, he's not quite, you know, he's not, he can't be a number one option. And um, I think if Levine, can, he has definitely the tools to be a number one option. And so, and so you said this was like similar to the Cade uh, yeah. Mobley argument. You, I guess to me, I don't think Zach Levine is necessarily Cade Cunningham. I think he's yeah. a, I think he is a really good scorer. And I'll, I'll come back around and defend Zach Levine. We'll mm. talk about potentially yeah. the, these guys' landing spots. But I just, yeah, I don't think Zach Levine has the ability to raise the the ceiling of a, a team the way that k does with the mm. way he play makes i think zach levine's a great scorer but you you think he has that kind of in him that could be unleashed somewhere i think he did like before DeRozan came to the team um i think he did show a bit of playmaking it was interesting in that because spot. DeRozan does take a lot of the yeah, playmaking exactly. responsibilities away he and is an underrated ball. playmaker yeah i mean i he's been in the seven or eight assists mm -hmm. per game range the last couple of years now, that going back to San Antonio days. Exactly. Well, and they were doing more of a, like, partner kind of thing. Yeah, he was they seven assists shots. a game in 2020-2021. Yeah. yeah, so I think that, you know, that Levine did start to show it, but then, you know, he had DeRozan come and be the number one option. But I think Levine on a team that's focused on him, I think he can be a number one option on a solid team. Now, I'm not saying a contender or anything like that, which – you know, Aiton, who knows? I, you know, I, it, it's a, it's a overused argument, but it is true. The way the NBA is played today, you know, Aiton, I don't think can be a number one option because he doesn't, he doesn't shoot threes. And I think it's something you can work on, but he could be but an all NBA guy. He could, yes, he can be an all. Do you think, do you think Zach Levine could ever be an all NBA guy? I, I think so. Yeah. If the team runs through him. Yeah. I don't think you're yeah. wrong for sure. I mean, he's, yeah. I think he was what twenty. He's like twenty-seven points a game in the last couple yeah. of years. Like he's, you know, he's been almost an elite scorer. And there's a lot harder competition for guards. Than yeah, it is. It's a it's a <laughs> yeah, deeper pool. Yeah. But you're gonna have to pay if you're if Chicago's gonna keep him, for mm -hmm. example, or Levine wants to do the I'll sign with Chicago, mm -hmm. sign and trade potential. Who knows? Maybe maybe that's the yeah. route he ends up going. But yeah. if if he does that, you're gonna have to pay him like forty-two and a half million dollars yeah. a year. Aiton again, he's going to be in the low 30s, yeah. and a low 30s for a guy that's going to be All NBA, I think, is a, pr a pretty good deal compared to 42 and a half for a guy that's, yeah. you know, a, a lead scorer. Mm -hmm. But that's just to Are me. To, signs of to me, the, as well? to me, the the 10 million dollar difference is enough to consider Aiton a little bit more attractive than than Zach. Yeah, I mean, it is I close it. though. I'll give it to you. It's uh, really close. I, I see it. I mean, I understand, but at the same time, I think like Levine, he's loyal. You know, he hasn't. I think he's only been traded every time he's moved. So you know, he doesn't. And cause, he's only gotten better. Exactly. Every year. He hasn't caused no issues in the uh, in the, uh, off the court. You know, he just suddenly gets replaced as number one option, and you know, there isn't any beef. He pretty much meshes well. You know, the Bulls, until they got hit with all their injuries, were like a top three team in the league. Now, they didn't beat any good teams, but they were still winning games. And, 
like you mentioned, he gets better every year. And I think for Aiton, he's obviously more of a long-term play, you know, the next four or five years. But I think the next one or two, if you're looking, if you're, if you're like, I need the best guy in free agency right now for next season, I think you got to go with uh, Zach Levine. He's every year he's been in Chicago. He's up to scoring. He yeah. went from 16 when he got there to 23 to 25 to 27, and then this fi- and then yeah. finally this past season with the addition to Rosen, back down to 24. Also deal with some injuries. It was close. Potential landing spots for these guys. Yeah. So, so we'll start with Aiton for number one. I guess potential landing spots. I just I'm gonna give you my my prediction on where okay. I think where I think they'll go. And run it back. You know, I do my best to be unbiased, mm-hmm. to be oh my goodness. to the see first. to see the world <laughs> as open mindedly and as right. neutral as possible. Right. But Sam, tell me why tell me why DeAndre Ayton to the Spurs is just it can't happen. It's almost too easy. Uh, nah, bro. <laughs> I think I think it's too much money into a player. I think I think Ayton is like you add them when you're the last piece to a contender, not like for a team like yours where you're developing, you're starting to get there, but you don't have much in place. You don't have a number one option yet. You know, sorry, Murray. So I think like teams like maybe the Mavs, you know, teams that are one step away. Well, I think one, and again, one of the reasons Aiton to me is one of the most attractive. He's only 24. Yeah. Levine, he's young. He's 27, but he's a little closer to his peak and what he'll be. Mm Mm-hmm. Aiton is, at 24, like you said, a guy you can bring into a team, mm-hmm. and he can he can potentially put you over the edge to winning a title if the yeah. team is built right. Mm-hmm. Now, at 24 years old, mm-hmm. before he's signed his rookie extension, he was still on his rookie deal up to this point. So he's a really, really young player. Or you could sign him as a team like the Spurs, who aren't potentially going to win the title this year. Yeah. But Murray's there. They like Murray. He was an all-star. You know, maybe he ascends and do – now we're talking about him in an all-NBA level conversation next year. And it's, we'll, hey, well see. You, we'll we would see. not have said that about well, Zach Levine a couple West. years ago. It is the West. Like, oh, well, it's the whole league. We would not have said that, that about Zach Levine a couple years ago. I don't know. I don't we would know not have, but we're saying it now. So I'm just saying the potential's there. We've liked some of the stuff they've done with the young guys. Yeah. And Aiton is another young guy. 24, he fits the timeline per- He fits yeah, the timeline perfectly. He's a little older than... Murray's 25. Yeah, but Clinton, how old is he? He's, what, early 20s? I mean, Primo's yeah. 19. Exactly. Primo's just young. <laughs> he's the youngest guy in the draft. Yeah, he's 26. Vassell's probably 20, 21. I mean, yeah. he's, he's not... He's not, do, not do on the timeline. Murray and Aiton-led team can win a championship? Like, With the I, way they like play peaks. right now? And no, their peaks. Not obviously now. But At their peaks? peaks? Yeah. Because I don't think so. I don't think – I think they need a score. They need another piece, as you well know. But, the, but Murray and, and Aiden so. are definitely two guys you would want to yeah. have if you were trying to build that team. So I don't yeah. understand why but you, you would just go build, out like, I would love to have Aiden. Obvious, like, obviously, he makes your team better, but do you want to spend all that money – on um, you know a player who yeah he's gonna keep improving and he's gonna be good but like what w- so what like then you're the jazz you know what i'm saying like you have two good pieces and you're you're just t- uh turning your wheels uh the potential the- well the jazz for years were compared to the compared to the spurs <laughs> exactly so it would just be like reverse oh, comparison yeah, again. and 
So the teams leading the pack right now, the Hawks, the Pistons, the Raptors, and, you know, a little Pacers love. And the Pistons, they trade for they, they trade Durant for Durant on draft night, not, which is a smart move. Anyway. It's not, and yeah. as we'll go through the list of free agents, the Pistons may pop up as a potential landing spot for another another top oh, free agent. Uh, so yeah. I think they're they were going to pursue Aiden. Yeah. The Durant thing just yeah. came Fell to them on draft night. Yeah. yeah, I mean the Knicks were like, "Hey, do you want Jalen Durant to take Kemba Walker's contract?" And like, hey, do you want to help us in our streak sure. of just being a dysfunctional <laughs> of we'll do franchise? That. Would you like a starting center for Kemba Walker? And they're like, yeah, sure. I think the Hawks are an interesting team. Um, first of all, I you know, a pr- previous fan. But, you know, they've proved it. They've made it to the conference finals with this team. Uh, center has been a weak spot for them. Um, and I, I think it fits the timeline. I think they do have some interesting pieces. They have scoring, obviously. Um, they do have some defense, Hunter. So you know, not to trash um, your on your Spurs, but you know, and it makes it may seem like it's a similar point, but I think I think the Hawks definitely have more polished scores. You know, Bogdanovich is hit or miss, Herder, um, Trey, but having Aiton in there in the paint, I think could help with um, forcing the defenders not to just all focus on Trey. You know, have their best defender on him and. Uh, I think it's definitely the best team out of all four of these, you know, Pacers, who knows. That's that's kind of interesting with Tyrese and their stuff they're building, but I think I think the Hawks are definitely the best option for Aiton and the Hawks. I mean, it would be more interesting from a, just a conversation standpoint yeah. if he went to the Hawks cuz now yeah, you I mean, he is in a team yeah. that's probably top four team in the East. I mean, they were what, the 10 seed this past year? I'm not I'm yeah. not personally a huge fan of like the Hawks situation. Yes, sir. It's especially, tough. you know, Trey Young, the defensive stuff, but especially now that they've tried to, they've tried to take DeJounte yeah. Murray away from the Spurs. But is it outside of the top three, is there a team more talented if they added eight? Because like, 76ers, who knows what happened with Harden? Nets are falling apart. Like, they could be a top four team. Or True. I guess maybe there is some just by default they kind of move up. Yeah. If everybody else just gets worse and there's only one that gets better. They go. They go the up. The Bulls lose Zach Levine. I guess with the with the Spurs, they can create almost thirty six million in cap space. The point being, there are a bunch of teams out there that could just offer the max to Aiden and force the force Phoenix to to match that or do some kind of sign and trade. The Spurs do have sign and trade options. The thing is, they also have the Pirtle contract. Yeah. And if the Suns were trying to find a replacement for Aiden, just a quick temporary fix. Mm-hmm. You know, Pirtle's like a nice, yeah. cheap option, and people people like him. He's a solid game. Yeah. So there's some sign-and-trade potential there. But I mean, and think about it. If you're Aiden, and you got to pick between the Spurs, Hawks, you know, Pistons are pretty much out, but the Pacers and the Raptors, who are you picking? Because the Raptors are an interesting team, but I think their guard play, it's just it's a yikes. Sorry, Fred, but it, it's tough. And I, I think the Hawks have enough pieces to trade for a uh, star. You know, I mean, who knows? Maybe they can bring in someone disgruntled. Looking at you, Donovan Mitchell. I mean, imagine that big three. But yeah, if you're if you're if you're Aiton and you're not going back to the Suns, I mean, out of those teams, I think the Hawks are the most for in terms of being contenders. And you know, they have the most moves they can make to improve the team. And just as a, a center, I think running pick and roll with Trey yeah. Young is you know just that that's good. good. Yeah. I mean, Clint, he made Clint Capella look Clint like Capella a, made a living playing with those kind of guys. Yeah. And Aiton's like a way better version than Clint Capella. Yeah. So I, positionally, he's like the one, the one guy that Trey Young would just love to yeah. center. 
so that that would that would be a, a good fit for him but you're right yeah i mean they were the eight seed brooklyn the seven seed and yeah. who knows who knows the raptors though and the sixers still have Embiid. so as a regular season team i still think that's probably a uh, well, that team we'll is at least competing for home we'll court see. advantage. Every I like Maxi, but a whole 82 games. And that's if, eight, if Embiid stays healthy, which we've seen him have injury issues. Even How, this year. He made it through healthy. How dare you bring yeah, that up? Hey, that, the playoffs, he hurt himself. Yeah, but, uh, you know, himself. he was still good. In yeah, yeah, he was good. And also, isn't the whole reason why he didn't win the MVP was because he was hurt? I think, yeah, he was hurt this year. Because everyone was like, oh, well, you know. You want to know where I think Zach Levine's going to go? Where? The number two number two free agent. Yeah, number one in my book. A close, a close, close battle. Yeah. It's not, it's, I'm just telling you, it's not that I don't, it's not that I think Aiton's going to go to the Spurs. I'm just telling you, the case is, mm-hmm. it's just, he's I swear, the best. if you say Levine to the Spurs. Yeah. And all by the way, Aiton is 23, by the way. He, uh, he's, he's 20, 20 he'll, he'll be 24 when the season starts. Yeah. Yes, is what, I, what I've been yeah. meaning to say. So there was a team in the NBA Finals this year. Oh, that's crazy. That lost. Mm-hmm. That you think has Are a really you good young Jalen court. Brown again. <laughs> Bro, th- leave him alone, man. <laughs> oh, for Pete's sake. A Zach Levine to oh, for Boston sake. for Jalen Brown. Oh my God. As a guy who just spent a whole playoff run rooting for, for Boston. You were emotionally invested in them in the highest levels of basketball. What Zach Levine brings to the table, I mean, could that be more attractive than Jalen than Jalen Brown? Just because offensively, Jalen Brown was really solid, but they just they seem to need some more aggression. And I, Zach Zach Levine is more than willing to be aggressive on offense. And it's it's not it's not insane. That they could even pull that off as well. Oh Zach gosh. Levine, I think the max another team could offer him is around, it's like $39.2 million a year, something like that. Jalen Brown's at 20, 28.7. So those two contracts alone, I believe you only need to cut a couple million dollars in salary off to trade either way. So the trade's pretty doable if the teams wanted to explore it, potentially bring in a second team to take away some contracts, do some, do some sneaky stuff. But it, it is sitting there, and it is—is that, is that a potential upgrade? Oh my gosh! I'm not. You know, Brown right now on his Twitter, he likes a post that says that he's pretty sure that other someone commented, pretty sure that Boston fans hate Brown. And yes, they do, because of stuff like this. Always trying to trade Jalen Brown. No, it's no. It's literally no. There's literally no reason to get rid of him. I can't believe we're having this conversation. I was looking up some random article, you know, looking at landing spots. And the three where the Pacers boring, back to the Bulls. And the number one they had was the Spurs. I'm surprised he didn't didn't try to get him on the Spurs. But no, it's not it's not happening. Leave Jalen Brown alone. He's a he's he's uh definitely he fits the two wayness of the whole team. It's, yeah. Going into that going into that game six in Boston, if I was if I came to you and said, hey Sam, you can have Zach Levine for this game for Jalen Brown and just see what happens. Would no. you would you take that no, deal? No, I would. Zach Levine, twenty seven points a game. Yeah, I know. A I just ago. defended him, but not for the Celtics. I think the Celtics need a playmaker, not another scorer who's going to take the ball. Last last four seasons, 
25, almost 25 points a game, 37% from three. I think you guys are actually the favorites on the odds to Spurs. It's kind of weird. To sign Zach Levine? Yeah. Should I, yeah, two should to should one I, odds. Should I uh, redo my list two a little bit? Two to one odds, higher than any other team. Yeah, you guys are the favorites to sign right now. I'm surprised you're not you're not even tempted. But if he goes to Bo- if he goes to Boston though, like that's that's he's competing for the NBA Finals. I think that's well, yeah, that's fun yeah. for Zach Levine. I want to see Zach Levine play on that level. Aiton's 24. Aiton can go to the Spurs and be young and be fine, and that team will develop. Zach Levine, let's get him on a let's get him on a playoff team where he's running playoff games right now. He's uh, 20, 27. Yeah, the thing is, yeah, there's literally no reason to trade Jalen Brown though, and. Um, I think they, outside of the two J's, everyone can hit the door and, um, you know, get Milos Teodosic or some kind of passer, bro. Someone. LaMelo Ball. Do you think uh, Chicago wants to pay Zach Levine the, the full $42 million? Because the, the reports say they're, they're hesitant about it. Yeah, because of his injury. I don't know why they are. I, th- I think you kind of have to. Because who are you else coming to Chicago? Like, I don't know. You're not getting free agents up to Chicago, and you have something with this team. You guys haven't been good in forever since MJ, pretty much. And, you know, there's that one Tibbs run, but, you know, Derrick Rose, poor guy, he got hurt. But, I mean, not number one seeds, and I think you you got to run it back. I'm surprised you're ignoring this whole Spurs with Zach Levine thing. No, it would be really good. I would, I would love Zach Levine on the Spurs. He's exactly what they need. They need a twenty-seven. They need a twenty-seven point a game score. But I don't think that's what Zach Levine needs. I don't think. He needs no, that's not obviously best for Zach Levine. No. I'm trying to. I'm. You know. Yeah. I got. I got the case here for Zach. Levine. That's crazy. That. Yeah. I'm surprised you didn't bring it up. Since, since you guys are favorites. I have to keep an eye on that. If the Bulls, if the Bulls give him the max, they bring him back. Yeah. This, this, this to me, why this is to me why I would be hesitant if I was Chicago to to give him the contract. Are they if they bring him back? Are they are they a piece away from winning the title? Like are they real? Like like you just said, are they realistically going to go grab a third guy that they're going to pair with Levine and DeRozan and win the title? Well, they kind of knew when they built this team that they weren't going to win anything. I don't think I think it's pretty obvious that they weren't going to win anything. They just want it to be better and be good. I mean, when you grab Vucevic and DeRozan, like, there's no way you're going to be winning titles, but I think they just wanted to not be bad anymore, and that's what they accomplished. Now, their team was better than I thought, and I think, you know, who knows what Patrick Williams has. You know, Caruso is kind of underratedly good, and who knows what the heck happens. I mean, the Atlanta Hawks made the conference finals, you know. So, and if, if um, Trey Young doesn't step on a referee's foot, who knows how far that series goes. So I think, I think you kind of, it's one of those things where you have a solid team, you have some interesting pieces, young pieces, you know, maybe Levine can take a step, Williams too, continue to be a great two-way player, and, or be a better two-way player, and uh, who knows what happens. I mean, you have to run it back. Say Chicago does like a... Like a all-in package for Anthony Davis, like a Vooch. Bring him home. Maybe they, maybe they send Caruso back, back Patrick Williams. Great clothes. And then it's just, it's Levine, DeRozan, Anthony Davis. Where's that team going? Well, nowhere because Anthony Davis wouldn't be playing at all. Um, I I think that's I think that I mean you could say that's definitely a contender. I, I mean 
obviously. Uh, who knows? I don't, I don't. I think definitely keep an eye on DeRozan. You like, you just, to me, the thing is, too, they, if any big move they make, like I just said, they have to start giving in the depth guys. And they, they do have yeah. Lonzo and Caruso and Pat Williams. Like, they have, they have a lot of guys. Mm -hmm. But, you know, then you, they, it does fall off quickly for them. When just like Kobe White and Troy Brown as their bench guys, like it's not, it's not a super deep team. So to me to just start, they're they're a team that's just really a fragile team between balancing depth and giving up too much. Kind of in like a Sixers esque way, yeah. where it's you know any any all in move kind of wrecks your team as well if you do that. So to me it's just a fragile balance. That's why I would be, uh, be hesitant if I was Chicago to give him the. But Max, but he's a he's a good player, and honestly, yeah. like, I would I would not want to lose him. And then I, to me, I would DeRozan would be the one that I would try to move and get exactly out. no because he's turning thirty three, and you need Levine to become your number one scorer unless you're bringing in someone like Anthony Davis. And um, I mean, who else are you expecting to be great on this team? Like, if you're continuing to compete with a competing mindset, then you just have to bring everyone back and kind of shut up and deal with it. Like. I mean, that's pretty much, you know, what the Warriors did this past year. And, you know, of course, they have a top 10 player of all time. But, you know, same thing with them. Like, and we'll touch on them later as one of my things for how they're going to build it back. But, you know, with them, they're like, we're going to have to eat this luxury tax and look at where they're at. So I think this team, they, they for being thrown together last year, they showed surprisingly good chemistry. And I think it only gets better. And I like the pieces they have. I like that they have young players who've shown potential and who can continue to grow. And the East is, I think, honestly going to be weaker. I mean, the, with the Nets, who knows what's going on with that. Um, I mean, James Harden is kind of on his own. I mean, not James Harden. Uh, Joel Embiid is kind of on his own right now. You know, uh, I mean, Celtics, they, they obviously made their run. So they'll, they'll be better. And the Bucks hopefully will return healthy. But, like... Are we expecting the Heat to be as good this next year? So I, I mean, I personally, I, I would, I would still bank on the, the Bay yeah. Butler, I mean, hero in the regular we'll season yeah, being pretty yeah. good. Spolstra, that's still a good regular season yeah. team, anyways. So to me, Chicago was the one of the teams that came away from yeah. last year's playoffs. Like you said, in the regular season, there was a stretch where you're like, DeRozan, first team All NBA. Yeah. MVP? Statistically, MVP? Is he going to do it? Chicago was the one seed, but you get in the playoffs. Yeah. Once the once the, the season came down to the stretch run and the teams got their stars back and it was they have to go against Giannis and Embiid and Durant yeah. every night, just DeRozan and Levine as a, as a one-two punch, it's, it's a step behind. And they came away from the playoffs, just ran off the court by Milwaukee yeah. going... Wait, at one point we were the one seed thinking we were kind of in the mix, mm. and now all of a sudden it's like, wow, we're not actually really close to yeah. touching these teams that have these elite players. And I think that kind of threw them for a little bit of a wrench where they're at, because why, why wouldn't they bring Zach Levine back in yeah. a situation? But it's kind of like, uh, do we want to pay this guy $42 million a year to score 27 points a game? I mean, you could pay, a guy, you could pay guys way more for paying. Uh, exactly, and what else are you going to so. do? Like, that's my question. Are you going to go out and get another free agent? Like, it's, yeah, literally makes no sense to do anything else. So. A guy you would pay way more. James Harden? Would be, would be my number three available free agent. Kyrie? Semi-available because he will be an unrestricted free agent technically, but only because he is declining a 30-some million dollar player okay, yeah. option 
to sign a five-year, $248 million extension. They got to give it to him first. The number three free agent on my board, Bradley Beal. Oh, Bradley. Semi-technically, semi-technically, because, like I just said, he's going to decline his player option. Bradley. To sign the Supermax contract, because don't you forget, Sam, he made All-NBA in... 2020 2021 scored 30 points a game that year with second in scoring third team all nba he is eligible for that that max max player level contract so the wizards are going to give him the five-year 280 248 million dollar extension that's 49 and a half million dollars a year that would be when he signs it the second most in the league only Steph would be making more. Steph is $53.8 million a year. Yeah, Beal, Beal, Beal would be second at 49 and a half. Durant third at 48 and a half. Giannis fourth at 45 and a half. PJ, Dame, Kawhi all at 44. LeBron at 42. Beal's now in the mix with like some real, some real high paid guys. He's going to be 29 when the season starts. Do you think Beal has the potential to be a, like a number two on a title team? Because all the other guys on this that he's going to be paid with are at least a one or a two. Like Damon, Paul George, I would still say those guys are twos on a title team for sure if things fell right mm-hmm. for them. But Beal, he's going to be with those guys. Do you think he has that kind of that kind of ceiling to his game? He's a 30-point-a-game scorer. Can we first talk about Bradley Beal as number three on this list? I understand Kyrie was a mess, but... Below Bradley Beal, man. I don't, I don't know about all that. He is thirty-one. You want to deal with Kyrie? When he when he's right, man. Like, I, I think you kind of have to. I think you got it because I think with Bradley Beal, he's already shown his ceiling in terms of what kind of player he can be, and I, I think you know Kyrie. I, I don't. I don't trust. I, pretty much to answer your question, no, I don't think Bradley Beal can be the number two on a title team, and I think Kyrie definitely can and be, it's a, and he's shown it. Yeah, and it's a fair so, answer for sure. So I think Kyrie. First of all, I think Kyrie should be three on your list, and two, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't trust. I mean, because with Bradley Beal, yes, he's you know a great scorer. I love those Instagram videos where he's like, "Yeah, you're not making the NBA, bro. Like, sorry, sorry, you're not taking my spot." Like, and I, you know, I think. Tatum one time was talking about, like, Beal, you got to chill on these kids. Like, yeah, you got to stop. But, you know, I kind of like his realness. But, like, at the end of the day, is he an all-time great player? No. Kyrie arguably could be have the best handles ever. Like, Well, yeah, but you have to sign him right now, Sam. Yeah, I know. You're not signing all-time great Kyrie. I still take Kyrie any day of the week over Bradley Beal. I mean, if – Okay, I guess the exception would be if Kyrie goes to L.A. and signs the mid-level exception and he's making, what, $6 million a year? Yeah. If he actually does that, he, he, could be number, he could be number one on my list for all I care. $6 million a year for Kyrie is a steal. But if he's going to opt into some contract and you're going to have to pay him max-level dollars, I get the Beal thing is insane. It's almost $50 million a year. But Kyrie, they're just, what, what are we getting from him? What is it? What is his value? Could Kyrie be the number two on a title team right now? Yes, I still right think, now. I I still think he has the skills and ability to do that. Yes, I just think that you know he has to be. It has to be aligned with the team, you know. And the whole COVID thing really threw off this whole team, whether he play or not. And the games he played, it's not like he was a bomb out there. Like, 
And the thing with Beal is he's had injury issues. That's the reason why I went off the Wizards for my team because he was hurt this last year. You know, Kyrie hasn't necessarily – he hasn't played, you know. Kyrie's super awesome. super reliable yeah, last several yeah, seasons. Yeah, super reliable too. No. And with Beal, the Wizards were not in a great basketball situation, and he made that all-NBA team. So he knew he had this max coming. Mm-hmm. He, I think he probably, you know, he kind of limped to the finish line a yeah. little bit. Wanted, clearly wanted to secure a spot as a, a fifty million dollar a year guy. So I think to defend the injury a little bit. And if with Kyrie, to me, I would have my doubts as him with him as a second best player on a title team. Mm-hmm. And if you have to go third, like I think Beal could be a third on a title team. And I would just rather, uh, just not deal with Kyrie than have, than have Kyrie's drama. So. Let's, I still think the ceiling of Kyrie. You still you can't. Let's just uh. Take let's go through over. it real quick. Who pair him up? Who is he winning the title with? Could he win the title with Giannis? Because I think you're yes. right. I think he could be the second best player yeah. on the title team with Giannis. Yeah. LeBron. Could he be? Yeah. I mean, he's yeah. done it. But at this stage in his career, and with LeBron at this, stage I, I, I'd still if you know one or two injury things happen or you know they continue, I, I still think LeBron was still great last year. The only reason why yeah, they he was still they, awesome. like the only reason why they didn't make it is because he didn't have anyone else on his team, and the only other person you know the only other per, his, he had two other stars on the team, and one didn't one was hurt almost the whole season, and the other one was literally sabotaging him. So like, I still think it could be, and with you know if they finally make some smart moves around him, who knows with that you know who knows who stays healthy in the West because you know Doncic. You know, he was hurt right before the playoffs. Nuggets can't get their crap together. And the problem is the, the Lakers really won. haven't been that team exactly. since since outside of the bubble. Yeah. They have been pretty pretty much at rock bottom. LeBron's been – honestly, if you take the bubble away, LeBron has kind of been in and out with injury. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. Just – it – it it's happened yeah. what, like two out of the two out of the four seasons now with LA. I mean, but when he cares though, he plays. Like he plays through injury when he cares. It's just, he does. At the end of the season, he just. Like, and the nights when it's like the the lights were real bright yeah. in L. A. and the stars were out and Aaron Donald mm-hmm. and Matt Stafford were sitting courtside. Yeah. And was just like, hey, let me just yeah, just take over the he can, basketball he can crank it up. basketball world. Yeah, yeah, just crank it up a little bit here. Yeah. Like he could still do it, but. And we just saw with the Warriors, you know, when you play with teams that our teammates you've had chemistry with. And How did we get on the Lakers? Every time they we went. get on the Lakers. I well, we're talking about Kyrie, and that's the most likely place yes. he's going. So, so I, I still think I still think Kyrie should be number three just because of his ceiling. I know with Bradley Beal, he'll actually show up to work. But, you know, Kyrie, it's just – it's tough, man. I can't. And the way, you know, I think I think the Brooklyn's – I mean, the Boston series where they got – they got swept. I think the story of that series was more of KD getting shoved around. Now, he did have a game where he had two, 10 points, which was rough, you know. Um, but – and that that series was really rough. But I think, you know, it's – I still I still would take Kyrie over Bradley Beal. Is it, are the Nets better right now with Bradley Beal? No. I don't think so. No. KD, Ben Simmons, and Bradley Beal, or KD, Kyrie, and Ben Simmons? Well, I'm telling you – Kyrie is he's, he's I mean he's a top, is he was he in the top seventy five all time There's no way no the seventy five list for what did NBA, did somebody release like a remember top? the NBA seventy five players this past year like all time yeah you remember they had like there's the no suits, way Kyrie's all time the whole, the whole stars thing 
Yeah, like, Kyrie's yeah, not an all, top 75. No, was player. he on that list? That's what I'm saying. No. Oh, okay. There's no way. Well, I, you know, who knows? I mean, once we start getting the weeds, you know, who knows, man? Uh, I, I would put it, let's see, 75th anniversary team, was he on there? No, he wasn't. Okay, they were like, should he even Tracy six? McGrady wasn't on that team. Yeah, that was, that was, yeah, but Russell Westbrook was. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, he won a league MVP, to be fair. Anyway, so yeah, I still think Kyrie should, yeah. And that's why I put Bradley Bill at four. And I, yeah, Bradley Bill, the thing with him is I don't, I don't know if he can reach the peaks that he can. And we've seen Kyrie reach the peaks that he can this past year now. You know, it wasn't consistently. But then again, he didn't really play consistently. This team was a whole mash mess. And they were going against the runners up. So, you know. I, I think 2020 Beal was kind of. Kind of crazy. People forget just because he missed last year. I mean, he yeah. was 30 points a game. Like, he was playing with Westbrook, too. Mm-hmm. Westbrook can be good for your stats, but not necessarily good for your team. And that team still was, you know, they were in the playoffs. Yeah, it was a solid pretty, team. pretty solid team. So maybe get a decent, uh, what, uh, Bradley Beal in like some decent Wizards situation. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Do you think Bradley Beal will be on the Wizards in a year? Or is this just let me sign the Supermax and see how this plays out? I mean, he'll he'll take the supermax. No, obviously. yeah, he's going but to take it. That's what it's going. That's whether the Wizards actually just want to like actually rebuild or whether they're gonna keep trying to be a mid team like they are right now. Um, do who did they draft? I honestly, I never saw. Did they have this year? Drafted? They drafted Johnny Davis. Oh, they had Johnny Davis. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. So that's that's an interesting pickup. Um, I definitely. I mean, I personally. Um, you know, of the opinion, either you got to be really good or just be really trash. You know, I'm not fan of lukewarm teams, so I'd prefer they bought them out. But this Beal contract does feel like when remember when like Mike Conley got the contract and was the highest paid player in the league that one off season. Conley was. Yeah, I think remember Mike Conley got paid, and then DeRozan quickly after got paid, and he passed him. Oh yeah. I forget exactly what off season that was. That's kind of what's going when on. DeRozan here was still in the Raptors. Yep, when the okay, Raptors. Okay, okay, yeah. You want my number four free agent? All right, Kyrie. Miles Bridges. Come on, bro. Do you hate Kyrie this much? Let's 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 talk about this Kyrie agenda. You want to know my number five free agent? Oh my gosh. Anthony yeah. Simons. Where do you have him? I don't have Kyrie on my. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Come on. You gotta admit it's a little disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> you have him. You have Anthony Simons above him. I'm just saying. Like, would you are, you wanna... ser- are you serious? Every time is above him. <laughs> would you want to sign oh Kyrie? God. No, no. We're not. We're done. We're done here. We're done here. I understand. <laughs> That's just slanderous at this point. It's the summer. I, I think, honestly, I would put Miles Bridges. I could see the argument of Miles Bridges above him. You know, I, I see the So is Miles Bridges realistically lying? Because one of the things yeah, I was going to try it. to do here was figure out where the line is yes. on where... When do we start pursuing the guys that are with yeah. the Kyrie Harden Westbrook? Yeah. The Westbrook too. So you want to, you want to, is Miles Bridges I, the line? Realistic. Yes, I think, I think Bradley Beal and Miles Bridges, yeah. I think, but that's where it's reasonable to be like, okay, we're chasing after these guys. Um, okay, okay. Cause but, no, I mean, it, it every time. No. Oh, come on. I don't, get out Jalen of here. Brunson is get not going to push a team over the, like Jalen, Jalen Brunson yeah. is not, no. Yeah, we're, we're, we'll, we'll touch on that. Are there question marks about, what these superstars could bring to a team, no. But the line, we'll say yeah. the line is Miles, Miles Bridges. Also, I don't think Harden, Kyrie, and Westbrook should be all lumped together. Like, I think it's Kyrie, 
three. As guys that, and but then as Westbrook and Harden are like, they're their own thing, bro. They're totally. Okay, that's. I totally, I totally, just because of Harden's injury issues on top of quitting on three teams. Yes, Kyrie quit on teams as well, but I still think Kyrie has shown flashes. I don't know about Harden, and Westbrook. Harden bro, don't even talk series. to me about Westbrook. Harden won a playoff series. Joel Embiid won a playoff, and Harden was just a log for the ride. Like, what game was Harden awesome in? Didn't he have, he have an awesome was game? Was it? Did he have one good game? I mean, I'm not. I'm not going to. I'm not going to sit here and defend James Harden. But I don't. I don't. He was playing with a player, an MVP player in his prime. Like, I don't know. Uh, Let's see this about. Is. I don't know if there's a lot of degrees of separation between. That not a lot, but those, those stars. I there. still think Kyrie's still in his prime. You have a lot of you have a lot of built up Kyrie love. I, didn't I know just this. I just think you can't just knock him out, man. I'm just saying it's Kyrie. What is what more does Kyrie have to do before you like? You just have to sell your Kyrie. I think stock. you have to have another year of him being bad, and I think James Harden, even last year, was rough. This is it. So this is the year for you with Kyrie Irving. Yeah, because I still take that, you know, that net series against the Bucks where they were a foot away from winning the finals. And I still think, you know, Kyrie was a big part of that. And James Harden came back, you know, hurt and stuff. And if Kyrie, he was Kyrie was hurt in that series. Yeah, because he had his ankle tweaked, like, and he stepped on someone's ankle, which I still think, you know. He didn't even play in the last couple games. Yeah, yeah, he was out those last couple games. But before that, him and KD were tearing it up. And uh, let me see, let me pull up last year. And Durant was on an awesome level that year. I mean, Kyrie can. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know where to land on Kyrie. But that's that's the whole point with these guys is. Uh, yeah. We just we don't we don't. Yeah, Harden was nineteen. You want to know the other guys? and ten in that. You want to know the other guys I had on my list that I was going to run past you before you brought it, just in case I was going to see how many though, of these I, I can Miles sneak Bridges. past. I'm I'm really happy he's getting his bag and. Uh... You wanted you wanted to know how many guys I was gonna to try to sneak past you before you okay, huh. get Kyrie. I had uh, I said Anthony Simons. I had Jalen Brunson. I you d- have Anthony above Jalen. Anthony Simons was uh, twenty seven <laughs> for twenty seven games in twenty twenty two. It was twenty three points a game above a playoff contributor. I mean Jalen Brunson won playoff. Anthony Simons just turned twenty three. Jalen Brunson won playoff games. Jalen Brunson is good, but that Jazz situation was crumbling apart, as we now know. Yeah, as, as we see the pieces are currently falling. Brunson certainly can do, certainly is really good, but to me, just watching his offensive game versus watching Simon's offensive game and just seeing the potential there, to me, Simon's has a little more upside. There's a lot Brunson of... is uh, kind of, I think, who he is. There's a lot a of stats out there guard. about, like, Amphrey Simons takes a lot of bad shots, though. And a lot of those, like, I think he takes a lot of mid-range, a lot of contested shots. And I really like how Brunson he gets to the rack, you know, how, how his body size, he's just bigger. And I think he can definitely, you know, there's less likely to get injury issues. Um, you know, also he was kind of, I mean, Amphrey Simons, I guess he was out most of the end of the year. There. They, they uh, yeah. the, the Blazers pulled the full yeah. tank and they. They, they said, they, yeah, they sat on the bench. But before that, in 2022, like I said, he was uh, scoring well. His shooting splits were all good. He was 45% yeah. from the field, 42% from three, 86% from the free throw line. I'm, I'm definitely a playoffs it's close. guy. Again, it's I'm definitely, close. I'm definitely a playoffs guy. And if you're able to hold it down and win playoff games, like 
you can point to Puebla and be like, I won this and it was because of me. I definitely think that that should take stock over, you know, Simon's who he's shown flashes, but, you know, are we really, I, I, I wouldn't take it over there, but, you know, it's your list, you know, whatever, but, you know, we're, we're, we're no, it's all, go, it, go it's go got a little days, but we're just like one spot off every time. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm just surprised that good. you, you, you throw out his playoff performance. No, I don't throw it out at all. I just, Brunson is like we, a Dallas big three, like we've said is Christian Wood, Doncic and Brunson. Is that, uh, I mean, if he goes to New York and it's Brunson, which is where I think Brunson will probably end up going, it seems like that's actually where the pieces are headed. Yeah. I and Brunson's 25. Like, he's yeah, not he's, that still, much he's still a young player, but I think yeah. athletically he's a little uh, at a disadvantage compared to what yeah. Simon's Yeah, doing. I mean, Simon's was a NBA or a dunk contest. Yeah, and he's, you know, he just turned 23. Hasn't he already been in the league for like four years as well? Yeah, yeah. He went to IMG Academy and then. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm still okay with the Anthony Simons upside. Piece. I don't know, he's still 41 points in the playoffs, man. 27 and 4-4 four and four against the Dallas, uh, Utah in that first series. I mean, Brunson's show, when he's a number one option, he's solid. Now, he's not great, you know, obviously, but I'm telling you, man, it's, it's, it's all right. And especially to help make your case for you, if – because both guys could get honestly pretty similar contracts. Mm-hmm. I think the number that's been floated out there for Simons is twenty million a year, which is the number that's also been floated out there for Brunson. I think mm-hmm. New York, well, I think twenty-five million a year for Brunson. Yeah. I think New York is going to give him what, four years, a hundred million. Yeah. Is the the rumor offer that they're going to try to get to him? So I mean, you get Simons on like twenty, Brunson to twenty-five million. Like to pay a guy that much and to have him actually perform in the playoffs is nice. But yeah. And do you think any team? You think the Mavs are winning? more games if they had Simons on there? No, but I don't I don't think the Mavs are a Simons team. I think this I actually think the Bla- well he'll re-sign with the Blazers and uh, I actually think that's a good team for him. I think if it's Lillard, if this year it'll be Lillard, Simons, Hart, Grant and then they'll probably bring back Nurkic as well. Yeah. Would be my guess. And then long term instead of Hart probably Shaden Sharp in that. Yeah. That 3 spot, but Yeah. I mean, they're both ball dominant guards, so you know, one shoots more than the other. And uh, I just think Jalen Brunson's production is more sustainable, just the way he plays. And Simons was almost six assists a game as well in that stretch, too. So he's playing. Yeah, but he was literally the was, only thing. Like, Dame awful. was gone. Yeah. That's the thing. I think um, Simons' uh, stats got inflated by Dame being injured. You know, he, he just got the ball. And it's that NBA rule of a player at some, at some point, each player – Someone on each team has got to get a certain number of points, a certain amount of rebounds, a certain amount of assists, because it just is. It's just how and it's going to work. And the Jazz, I just, I just, it's hard to take stock in a Jazz, a Jazz playoff series victory. And as the playoffs went along against some of the more athletic teams like Golden State, it just seemed like they were able to kind of go at Brunson. I don't know if Simons yeah. can. The thing is, if Simons continues to develop, like that won't. I don't think that should necessarily happen because athletically, he's. Uh, gonna be pretty superior for a guard but we're talking about like you know what yeah. i mean like levels though like yeah i, I mean, think brunson's definitely a level above simon's it's close um it, yo yeah miles you want to go back to miles bridges real quick yeah right. um so again I can see another, miles bridges being more valuable than than Jalen brunson and simon's i have miles bridges above both of those guys oh okay yeah yeah um he was my number he was my number four. oh you're number four. Oh, okay. yeah yeah um, seems like Charlotte a little hesitant on 
whether or not they're going to offer him the max as well. Yeah. The max for Bridges from Charlotte would be five years, $173 million. <laughs> The max another team could offer him is four years, $130 million. Oh, Oh, from the Suns? Like the... Oh, I think you said Charlotte. Oh, the other Miles Bridges. Yeah, you oh, 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 I was thinking Young Miles Bridges. You're thinking of Mikael Bridges? Yeah, Mikael Bridges. I don't know why I'm blanking out. Oh, no, no, no. We're talking Miles, yeah, Miles Bridges. Bridges. Miles Bridges. Miles I don't know why I totally blanked out right there. How long have you been blanked out for on the Bridges? <laughs> a little, little, little 10 minutes, a little 20 minutes. I was just so excited to talk about Mikael Bridges because I love him so much. You do um, love Mikael Bridges. Anyways, Miles Bridges. I don't know. I, I might take Amphrey Simons above this Miles Bridges. Oh yeah, really? I could, I could definitely see. I, with his bridges, I, he, he just feels like when, when you're watching him, it feels a little underwhelming. Now he had a huge jump this past. I year. guess here, let me set up but, the question real yeah. quick because the Pistons are the team that are going to make a play for Miles. Bridges. Yeah, not there's a lot of player. There's a lot of stuff. Even if you go out on social media, mm. that Miles Bridges is actually like that's yeah. probably where he's going to go as well. If if Charlotte doesn't offer him, they're taking the Pistons deal. He will be on the Detroit Pistons. Yeah. I guess, can Charlotte afford to let Bridges leave? Because their team right now, the guys they have under contract for multiple years. So they have Plumlee, know, and, Plumlee and Gordon Hayward, or Plumlee and Kelly Oubre are both expiring. And then P.J. Washington is a restricted free agent next year as well. So those both all three Lamella? of those guys could be off the books. Oh, they could be next off year. Oh, potentially. Off the books. Yeah. Guys they have under contracts for multiple years. The Charlotte Hornets. They have LaMelo Ball. They have Gordon Hayward who has 2 years 60 million dollars left. Uh-huh. Terry Rozier Scary is entering Terry. a 4-year 96 million dollar extension. And then they have Book Knight, Kai Jones, Mark Williams. That is it. That is their team. That's a team that going into last season we said is one of the best young teams in the league. And yeah. obviously it is. LaMelo Ball is one of the better young players in the mm-hmm. league. But that team is just kind of wingless if they don't have Miles Bridges. Like, what do they do with that spot? He's not a max player, but they only have LaMelo and then guys that they drafted that played in the G League last year and a couple of guys that are maybe overpaid veterans. I mean, they still have a couple wings. I mean, they still have Hayward a wing, Ubre's a wing. P.J. Washington's wing. But long-term, like, Ubre's expiring. Hayward's not. Jaden McDaniels? They did. They can, they I like him. Back. He's or good. Jayden, but other. Jaden you know. McDaniels. But, I, I, I mean, I think. Hayward's I think, not. Hayward's probably somebody they've been, they've been trying to move all offseason. Yeah. You know, and then Rozier's the other big contract on your books, and he's a point guard. So you just. I guess that's my question to you is can they let. Can they afford to let him leave looking at this cap situation? I think for the max, if he's really pushing for it, yeah. I, I, Miles Bridges is not a max player. He's been – I mean, we've seen one good season of production, but he's been really inconsistent when watching him play, you know. And um, for him, he's one of those players where you're like, what is his elite skill, you know what I mean? Like, what, if I put you on the court, what are you going to do 100%? And, you know, I – Elite baseline cutter. Like, so – I. I you know, with LaMelo, he obviously can make it work. But, and you do have a great point of you got to put the money somewhere. Um, but he, can't, just, be, he why, can't be the match. That's why I asked you, could Charlotte afford to let him leave? Because they yeah. kind of need him. The max that Charlotte can give him, that five-year $173 million, is $34.6 million a year. The max the other teams can give him, four-year $130 million. It seems like a lot less. 
it's 32 point is 32 and a half million dollars a year so it's really only about a two million dollar a year difference mm. at the end of the day so just from a money standpoint you're not really giving him that much more you know you give him the extra year the player option whatever but yeah. he'll still be young at the end of the day so i just this team doesn't have yeah they don't have any wings which goes to the draft they had 13 and 15 in the draft they take duran at 13 they do the trade he ends up on the Pistons. They take Mark Williams with the 15th pick. Why Why was this team taking a center if they're not going to pay Miles Bridges? Because I thought they needed a center because that was like the, the piece they needed. They had a yeah. guard and a wing, and it's like, well, now we need a big. But, you know, they instead of, you know what? Okay, so you know what they got for Jalen Duran? They got a Denver first-round pick in four second-round picks. Yeah, I don't know why they traded him. So would you rather kind of just had him, like, AJ Griffin's still sitting there. Abaji, Brandon, yeah. who goes to the Spurs eventually, which a lot of people do mm-hmm. like that pick. A lot of people like that one. Um, it, I don't know. Maybe they ended up messing up the draft is what I'm trying to get to. But, yeah, Charlotte, it just seems like of all the teams here where it's like, you know, are they backed into a corner of having to overpay this guy? This might be the one that they might actually have to be because they just kind of have nothing else that they can do at this position. Yeah, I mean, I do think that Miles Bridges is probably their second most important player. Yeah, I would um, say for sure. Yeah, I, 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 so in that case, I guess it makes sense. You kind of have to pay him. Um, I definitely do not understand why they got rid of Jalen Duran. I mean, sometimes you just you just got to take the young player. And um, I do think they, you know, they have one or two options at wing. I mean, P.J. Washington's still on this team. You know, I, I, I think that there is some stuff. But I mean, they'll they'll take a huge drop if they get rid of Bridges, unless they're able to somehow bring some other player, which I highly doubt. So I I think that you're you know you probably are right. They probably have to pay him, and um, you know it's just pretty much try to wrangle it as low as possible. But I I definitely don't. He shouldn't get the max, but he'll probably end up getting max. The case for Charlotte not doing it is you know Lamelo. Book Knight, Kai Jones, Mark Williams, all the other really like long-term contracts. They're all like insanely young. Like guys that literally just got drafted or drafted last year and haven't even really played in the NBA. So just they have they have the ability to long-term sort of build this out. And um, just they just hired back Steve Clifford, who coached them like a couple seasons ago. Uh, you know one what, of the dumbest firings. You know what the starting lineup James was Burrigum. last time he coached them? What? They had Kemba Walker. Oh my goodness. Nick Batum, Michael Kidd Gilchrist, and Dwight Howard. That was their starting five. I think I remember Howard. that team. That was kind of, there was such a mid team. Yeah, 10th in the East. I believe that's where Charlotte finished. Man, uh, everyone kind of forgot about the Kemba era in, in Charlotte. Charlotte. Yeah, really flew under the radar. Never talked about. Uh, if the Pistons get Miles Bridges, now they have. Uh, Cade, Jaden Ivey, Miles Bridges, Duran, like four, yeah. four young guys. That's pretty good. That's not bad. Yeah. Bridges yeah, kind of takes a step back from, uh, from sec, from like second best player to where like he could be the He's second the best player now. now. Like going into this team, he'd be probably the second best player on the team now. But they have Ivy now as that that fifth pick, and I, we we need to quickly talk about Jaden Ivey in a second. But yeah. That would be long term, like your second or maybe even your best best player yeah. guy. But Bridges is a guy that could bridge that gap as well as like fit perfectly right Let's into a third team. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. 
fit, fit perfectly right into that like mm. third player type, or even fourth with how Durant. Yeah. That just Give overall that becomes right one of the the better young cores in the league, does it not? Yeah, I think if they bring Miles Bridges in, it definitely um, just make this team even better, obviously. And uh, I think he's definitely something that could give him production right now, you know, just because you know out of him you're at least getting something while with other players, you know, who know they're right now so young that you still aren't 100% sure, you know, what, what kind of stuff they're bringing in. And I think Bridges, he'll continue to improve. Um, hopefully, hopefully only twenty four. Hopefully, he'll come prove improve on this last season, and you know the question will just be whether he'll be given the ball enough, um, and whether they really need him. Uh, I I mean I kind of kind of like the players they have already, and I think Miles Bridges could disrupt some of the ball movement stuff like that. You know, he's not really a passer, not really a playmaker, more of a ball stopper, and you Bridges? know. This, yeah, I think I don't know. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I think this team eventually becomes a whole lot of ball handlers because you have Jay Nivey, you know, who's more of a create your own shot. Cunningham, you know, who we know can run a team, but you know, he still needs the ball. Um, Sadiq Bay is also takes a lot of shots. So Sadiq Bay could be like a three and D guy, though. Yeah, I think so. Could Bridges is just guys that could just be shooter, defense, mm-hmm. cutter. Like I actually think that's exactly what Bridges needs to be. It's just yeah, he needs, a guy that yeah. shoots and plays defense and then cuts and catches lobs. Yeah. And, I mean, this past year he was thirty-three percent from three. You know, I don't, I, I but I think he had a much better shooter. start to the season, yeah, and much better stretches at times where the shooting form was looking, looking good for him. I think if he goes to the Pistons and you have that core that we just mentioned, that's a better core than what Charlotte has, which yeah, is definitely. exactly another reason why. Even though Charlotte has Lamelo, mm-hmm. you know, has the potential in a way to be could be the best single player out of all those guys, mm-hmm. but. Uh, just everything else around him, which is another reason why I think Charlotte might end up giving Bridges the max. Yeah, I have an Ivy take. Oh, I think post summer league, we come away thinking Jade and Ivy was the guy from the draft. Wow, wow. Um, I think the Detroit thing could not have worked out better for him. Mm-hmm. The fact that he gets to play with Cade Cunningham, who yeah. has real star potential, which immediately means ivy doesn't have to be the guy mm-hmm. he can be the number two he could he could be the number one he could maybe he is john moran just insanely we'll athletic and develops and now it's like whoa we have Kate either way Cunningham it's better than the john. kings yeah and and that just for what ivy has to be mm-hmm. in summer league like the potential he has to show the fact that he gets to be a number two now yeah it, compared to going into a situation any really situation and just being the guy mm-hmm I think it's going to be a lot easier for people to watch his game yeah. and see the good versus the bad. And go, oh, yeah, you know, he's he's going to be rough. There's going to be some things. But I think athletically, I think if his shot's good, uh, I the the situation with him being in Detroit. And then this is not even if they get Miles Bridges. If they get Miles Bridges, then it's like, oh, he doesn't even have to be the number two guy. This year, mm. like, their Bridges could, you know, be – be a good player for him and then i it just that situation could just be really easy for him if a couple things break break right and i think i've just done a lot of a lot of jade and ivy deep dives lately yeah. and uh there is a chance that we come away watching summer league going "Ooh, maybe that's uh that's the guy from the draft yeah after ha- after having seen how it played out with him going to the pistons i mean i could definitely see you know ivy popping off the page in summer league you know he's definitely um you know, his, his game is definitely flashier than a lot of the other top guys as well. I mean, 
you know, if you think really about Chad Holgren is more of a, like, you know, advanced stats, deep dive. You know, Jamari Smith doesn't really command the room. And, you know, Paolo, you know, he, he's more of a scorer. He's not really – he's more he's more of a shot taker. Like, he, he shoots more than he, like I – don't, I don't know how to put it into words correctly. But he, he's more – he reminds me more of Kate Cunningham where he's more – he's more of an orchestrator than – uh, really like Ivy, who gets, he's not you know, an aggr- he's not really an aggressive scorer, yeah, exactly. but he's also not a super aggressive playmaker. Yeah. But he's really good at both. Yeah, he's really he's good, like really high yeah. at both. Yeah, and I think Ivy definitely, yeah, he's definitely going to be. I, I mean, if he plays well, it, it would it wouldn't surprise me at all that you know people are like coming up next. You know, is the fifth player the best in draft? But and I I'm so happy that he you know I feel bad for Keegan Iowa guy, but you know. But uh, I feel bad for anyone who has to go to the Kings. And uh, I, I definitely think that him going to the Pistons for uh, um, for Ivy is definitely a good fit. Like you mentioned, playing with Cade, um, who showed flashes of being a solid, maybe number one option at the end of the year and taking that step back. And uh, as long as he gets his ego in check, because that teammate stuff was, I don't know, we heard, they heard some shaky stuff about that teammate stuff so we'll have to see uh how he meshes in with that those young guys yeah if there if there are question marks that would uh, yeah that would definitely be it speaking of summer league yeah the warriors could potentially have a ridiculous summer league unit this is the best i love looking at the summer league (laughs) super teams wiseman kaminga moody and then out of the draft baldwin and rollins Wiseman, Kaminga, Moody. That's crazy. That's Are they an doing a sweep? Three. Are they big three summer league team? <laughs> I mean, the thing with the thing with summer league is the super teams never they never stick yeah. around. They always end up like all those guys would play one or two games. Yeah, just, just not do it. But whoo, that would be one of the more talented. That'd ones. be that'd be that'd be crazy. Um, anyway, uh, you want to get in a little bit of Warriors talk? A little bit of Warriors. Some interesting roster moves they have to look in. You know, every year after the champions win, it, it seems like almost every time they have to their team has pieces, they have question marks everywhere, and you're like, Oh, what are we gonna do? Run it back, you know. In a lot of cases they can't improve, you know, and um, because they just have to deal with their own players. And the Warriors have a similar problem. I mean, they have obviously Curry till twenty five or twenty six till twenty six, Thompson till twenty four, Draymond till twenty four. But Wiggins, uh, apparently uh, Tatum, uh, Tatum lockdown Tatum Wiggins, you know, um, is signed to next year. Pool is signed through next year. You know, are are you keeping these guys? Because we've heard about the luxury tax. We've heard about all of it. Especially Poole. I think I think Wiggins you can resign, but Poole. I think Poole haven't they already said that they're going to, to to resign him? Yeah, they well they can extend him, but I'm wondering uh, and he'll be a restricted free agent next year if they don't they don't get an extension. If you're Bob Myers, Bob Myers is calling you, three a.m. He's like I've been up all night and I can't decide. Should I, I say give, Bob Myers? You've called the right person. Should I give Pool an extension and lock him down, or should I risk it this one year and hopefully he plays to the same level or a little bit worse, and I don't have to give him the max? Because if he plays even better, 
teams are definitely going to be trying to get him. They, he's, someone's going to throw a crazy offer sheet at him next next summer. What do you think? You flash in the pan this last year or it's sustainable? Jordan if Jordan Poole. Poole plays the same level next year, even at his age, that's exactly what I want. Yeah, I'll pay him to do that again. Please, we just won the title doing that. <laughs> so you're extending him? Yes. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I would too, but I think there is a little bit of, is it, you know, is it legit? Like, Quinn Cook had a couple great games with Curry. You know, there's been we've seen other plays, players where it's like, mm, you know. Yeah, and you said that after the finals, you were saying, you know, yeah, the long term. He, he didn't core show up in this, the finals. The long term core for this team, like once Curry's gone, like really, how how does yeah. this core look similar with Duncan? Like, yeah, it is. These are the elite guys. The core is built around that. Is and Jordan, they're already in the luxury tax. Is Jordan Poole? potentially worse with the, with Steph Curry. Mm-hmm. Of course. Yeah. Is he better with Steph Curry? Yes, you want him on the Warriors. Mm-hmm. Max but player. He brings things to the table that and you have to be careful saying this, but it is his teammate. He brings yeah. things to the table that Steph Curry does. Mm-hmm. And they can get away offensively doing similar things with him mm-hmm. that they can with Steph Curry and he does them at a very high rate. He's super young. And he was awesome this year. He was. He was. So I, to me, I would pay him for for that. I would have no problem extending him, if you can just if you can have you can actually have a sort of Seth Steph Curry imitation for now, and maybe long term, you know, you're able to build your team in the same way. And you know, Kaminga's like Kaminga's this wild card piece that could be awesome. Who knows, mm. Wiseman? But yeah, I would have no problem. Golden State Warriors already already with nine guaranteed contracts have the most expensive roster in NBA history. Just on those nine contracts? $346 million. And um, it, 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 they, have, they have also Looney, Porter, Peyton, who we'll get back to, Bielitsa, and Iggy, all as free agents. And that's without having... Jordan Poole signed on. I mean, at what point does it become ridiculous? At what point is it ridiculous that they have to pay all these guys? Because they're talking about if they have to pay, if they have to give um, Poole the max or pretty close, I mean, they could be talking about a $500 million roster. That's just bananas. That's just bananas for... A team that, you know, is great. And so we, we, we've already discussed, though, they have to pay him. Who are you paying more? Wiggins or Poole? Because there's definitely been talk about Poole taking Wiggins' spot. But Wiggins did show up in the finals. He did show, you know, when his number was called. He, he's pretty much the reason they won. So, you're, you're, again, Myers is No, it is. It for, for the long term, you have to pay Poole. Yeah. I think you do have to let Wiggins walk. It does seem like you were able oh, to— Oh, you're get, saying let him walk. Or not let not him walk, but, just, but give I guess, less. yeah, long-term, whatever you have to do with Wiggins, mm-hmm. if it comes down to between those two guys, you know, you have to. I would say you have to take pool. I think you were able to get fortunate and get Moody in the draft, who's another wing you could bring in. You know, who knows what they get with Pat Baldwin this year? Just as a wild-card pick, that's a, that's a lot of upside there. He was a high high school recruit. He has shown a lot of talent offensively. He's very athletic, so— they're they're always looking for players at that spot. Yeah. I don't I don't think they mind having a bit of a revolving door there. You know, Harrison Barnes, Kelly Oubre, mm-hmm. 
Kevin Durant. Probably letting and, Otto Porter go this yeah, year. Yeah, Otto Porter, they'll probably let walk. So mm-hmm. they're they're able to find those guys. They probably want more of a profile than they need to pay for somebody. So I think I think pool long term is more important. Yeah. They'll have Wiggins for this year. Mm-hmm. And I'm, if I'm correct, he's an expiring contract. Yep, this he's year. an expiring. Yep. So they'll have him as an asset as well, and maybe they're they're able to flip that into something. But I, I, I mean, I think Wiggins is. I think he's more of a solid player. You know, people are talking about him being the one that's probably going to get signed for sure. So and him getting the uh, long term security, but we'll see. We'll see. I think it's close. I think it's closer than you mentioned, and I don't. I don't think it should be that close. But the thing with the thing with Poole is that it was just – it was so up and down. It was so f- feast or famine. And, you know, you get worried because, yeah, they're different players. But, you know, we kind of saw it with Duncan Robinson. You know, people were talking about him, what, top five shooter in the league. And now he couldn't get DMPs the next year because he got exposed on defense similar to Poole. You know, and I know he's your Michigan guy. but And he showed some – you know, he showed some uh, playmate. He showed – not necessarily playmaking, but kind of like the Tyler Hero kind of scoring where, you know, he's really fast. He's pretty long as a player, you know, interesting player in terms of shooting and stuff like that. But I, I, I'm a little bit worried. I know with Wiggins what I'm getting. I know for sure. And he's shown that, you know, maybe you raise the ceiling a little bit, a tad bit more. But we know what we're getting for sure with Wiggins. And that's what they, they do need a player like him. Especially with Iggy probably coming back as an assistant coach, maybe he would have to be. They're gonna yeah. they're gonna need that extra roster spot yeah. for when Draymond Green starts yeah. his decline into the exactly. So Andre Iguodala phase. So they need to make Iggy a coach. Yeah. So Draymond be- can become the new player coach, and then eventually the new the new media guy, and, and they can and just keep that probably, cycle going as well. And outside of Draymond, who's gonna be the best defender on this team? Kaminga. I, I I'd still think it's Wiggins. Wiggins, uh, yeah, as well. I guess for this season. Minutes. Yeah, for the season, it has to be Wiggins. So, it's close. Pool is the future, but they got to worry about the right now because that's when Carey is playing. And I think that, at the end of the day, I think Wiggins might be more important. And I can't believe I'm saying this, but I, I think I think Wiggins is he's more consistent. And you do you need to sign both. And I think at the end of the day, if you had to pick between one of the two, if they're like you have to pick one of the two, I'd take Pool. But I think Wiggins. You kind of, you kind of have to keep him around. All star starter. Well, we didn't you really? Weren't you making the argument last last podcast? He was one of the most impactful. Oh yeah, the for the season. past season, yeah. for sure. But that was a that was a hindsight as twenty twenty. That was a hindsight yeah. as twenty twenty point. Not a. Do we need to give this guy a full on max? Maybe they do. How many more runs does Curry have though? That's the thing. You got. Do you have to like for sure? And obviously, again, we're talking about you know. So I guess details, the so really the question for the Warriors is then what do they need to accomplish this season? Is this yeah. a run it back title season, or is this a hey the the young core has to emerge as where we come away going yeah Wiseman Kaminga mm-hmm. like this is not that we're not there yet yeah. but it needs to be sort of a real changing of the guard season where the young guys come in and take over and then. In the seasons after that, it's Curry and the young guys in there. I mean, after the playoffs, playing, we just I'm just watched. saying, which one, which which one do you think is more important for them to accomplish? Who's the best team in the West right now? Yeah, I mean, how do you not pick Golden State? Yeah, and like, who's number two though? Like, the West is looking pretty weak this year. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. If Aiton is gone, the Jazz are gonna blow it up. The it's, Mavs, 
kind of a mess. It's weak for a number one, but it's not weak for a two through eight. No, no. Like, they're solid teams, but, I mean, the gap between the Warriors and the next best team in terms of chemistry. I love the Nuggets, and I pray to God I guess God the Grizzlies are probably healthy. the second best team. Yeah, the Grizzlies, yeah. But, like, it's a Warriors-Grizzlies, and then who else? Like, I think it's I think it's a great time, especially with how old Curry is. You kind of have your to nuggets you gotta out? go. I really your Clippers. They got to be healthy. <laughs> Come on, don't, don't get me started on Kawhi, man. No, but Kawhi, we, that is the we've <laughs> dropped down into the tier of yeah. teams with big what ifs after yeah. that. And the Warriors, so just stable, exactly stable teams with superstars mm-hmm. that last season we know it worked. The Grizzlies were a, a yeah. season away, so and if it's only the Grizzlies, then you know you yeah. still have to go for it then. Yeah. And so, and how many seasons Curry has? So. You're still sitting right exactly. on top of the Western. So I don't think there's any other option besides having to go for it because when you have a chance like this, when you're paying the most ever for a roster, you have to You go might as for well it. just keep paying the most you ever, have right? to, You have to go for it. And that's why I think Wiggins might be the most important free agent for the Warriors this offseason. And more important than Jordan Poole. Because they, they have at most, what, two, three years, like, do we think Curry has like that many more seasons of being a high level player? Like, yeah. He's, he'll still be a high level player, but in terms of like all time great player, you know what I mean? So I, I think I think Wiggins is the most important and I think it's it, it's it, next season and I, I don't I don't trust this pool party. I love loved watching it, loved what I saw. I don't trust it. Defensively it can be tough for him sometimes. Yeah. But offensively at his age he's uh Pretty special shot creator, I think. Anyways. Do you think he'll so. keep it up this next season? Yeah. Yeah, you he? trust him? All right. I don't, I don't know. It was a little shaky. Hasn't he been in the league for two years? Yeah, but. Yeah, and one of them was good. That's we'll fine. See. That's what you're supposed to do as we'll a player. See. You get better every year. We'll see. I don't I don't trust it, but we'll see this next year. I mean, this is, this is setting up perfectly for. Uh, we won't start calling him your Pelicans yet, but mm-hmm. your team of the year candidate. Yeah, New Orleans Pelicans. It's, I uh, think they can make a solid it's run. An interesting team. I, 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 I'm surprised more people. It's setting aren't up nicely it. for them. Now we'll see with all these free agents. Who knows? Yep. Other teams could change. Stuff like that. Could happen. But right now, I think both conferences. I don't think there, there's like a defined, you know, top four or five in the West. I think the East is, you know, you got Giannis. You can't argue with that. Heat. You can't argue with that. And Celtics. They're all coming back. So I think there's a defined hierarchy. So it's like. You know, does it really make sense to contend if you're another team outside of that? But with the West, like, it's a whole lot of questions on a whole lot of teams. Yeah, and obviously, you know, the Lakers are the sleeping giant right now. Um, if they can get that albatross of But even even off, if they get Kyrie, like, it's not, yeah. you know, Davis is I'd still, still put them top three, though. Like yeah, they're in the team. mix, but yeah. they're still, like, to to go back to yeah. finish off your Warriors point. They're yeah. still, they're, the Warriors yeah. are still sitting They're still the favorites, yeah. Yeah. So, and I think when you're light, when you're on top of it, you have to give him the most. Next up, next free agent, we're doing. I guess it's off season. Might as well do a Warriors deep dive. Gary Payton. They got his bird rights. Twenty nine years old. Could use the mid level exception on him. Do you bring it back? I think you have to. Yeah, I, I would. Yeah, I think the Warriors. Mind I would you, say these are for- all luxury tax. Yeah, but the Warriors are willing to spend, aren't they? Yeah. Like, what's to what 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 is what are we to doubt the Warriors? Like, they're That's crazy. They're not going to give these guys up. Maybe they would give Looney up, right? Yeah, Looney, Looney was the main one. I was like, yeah. They're going to give Looney up. How much would Probably. he get from another team? 10, 12 million? How much is he making right now? Five point two. 
right now he's fine. Yeah, and they have their, his bird's rights. Let me see. What exactly is bird rights? Uh, it just means you can re-sign him when you're over the cap, basically. Oh, okay. You don't have to sign him using cap space. Warriors are like, so thank the Warriors, God. Yeah, the Warriors, are. they'll be fine to bring yeah. back Gary Payton. Gary Payton will make, like, how much will that guy get? If you were a team, how much were you, would you overpay Gary Payton for? What's the Gary Payton overpay market? 13, 14 mil? You think a team 18? would give him 14? DeJounte Murray makes $16 million a year. Okay, he's underpaid, though. Well, yeah, Murray's but I mean. Underpaid. Like, he should be 20, 23, yeah. If you're desperate and you need, like, someone solid and you got the cap room, like, yeah, 13 mil? Uh, do, yeah. A three yeah. year? What, that's like a three year, three? Two year, two, two year, yeah. Like, 8 mil a year for two years, yeah. Eight, nine, eight, eight, seven, eight million. Oh, you mean not thirteen million a year? You mean give him? No, eight. yeah, I, I could see a team one year doing thirteen mil, but in terms of like a, a, a longer deal, yeah, I'd, I'd probably put it eight or nine million. Can Memphis do that just to just to make the Warriors mad? Is that a possibility? That'd be the best one. Gary Payton to Memphis, but no, they'll bring they'll bring him back defensively. He's yeah. for his backcourt again. Like Poole is the offensive piece. Mm-hmm. Gary Payton is the defensive piece to that. To right now, what that sort of creative backcourt the yeah. one they can just mix and match pieces obviously we just talk pool long term mm. whatever but right now for right now they need his uh they need his defense and his versatility run it back yeah um real another one another another topic moving on because i can't think of a segue i guess another team but this team that maybe the exact opposite of the warriors the knicks mm. poor knicks Yes, first take talks all about them, but let let's take a quick look at their free agency history. Just a little 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 walk down the park. In the lead for signing LeBron in two thousand and ten, that, that that's crazy that they actually had a chance to sign second best, first best player, you know, are you of all time, hoping to sign Wade Bosch and ISO Joe. Same off season. Yeah, two thousand ten. Yeah. So just in the mix for. Yeah, any big superstar. Pretty much, bring in Amari Stoudemire. Especially a year when uh, when there's just a lot of them floating around out there. Was Kawhi uh, free Kawhi, Katie, I think one of them was that year. The Wade and Bosch year. No, no, Kawhi was too young. Kawhi was 2011 when he was drafted. Yeah. Um. But but um, those guys, and instead bringing Amari. Which we all know how that ended, you know, it was it was rough after the first year, not great in the playoffs. Tried to sign KD in 2019. You remember all those edits? Him and Kyrie in Knicks jerseys every five seconds. Stephen A wouldn't shut up about it. Durant says he never planned to go there. Instead, get seven decent players, you know, fifth seed, losing the first round. Now we're going through it again. Is it? I mean, I, I really, I actually felt bad for Stephen A. You know, seeing him today on first take. You know, getting pat on the back by Spike Lee. Tried to sign Kyrie. And it feels like they've given up already. They're like, screw it. We already know what's going to happen. And pretty much trying to go for Jalen Brunson. Now, they're still in play for Kyrie, obviously. It seems like like the Lakers are the only team in play for it. It's like Nets or Lakers at this point. Yeah, they're they're still trying, but yeah. I think they've given up. I think the writing's on the wall. He's going to They've clearly, I think been pushing for Brunson this whole time. I think even at the draft, Wolf yeah. was saying, this is Brunson. When did they hire his dad? Didn't they hire his dad as an assistant at one point? So, they, I mean, it, yeah. I love Brunson. I just defended him. But is he like a top 50 player in the league? Top 25? I mean, he's not obviously not an all-star, not an all-NBA player. Like, mm. you're pushing this hard for him? 
Like, I love Brunson. But, but that's the point with the Knicks. Is remember, there was a time so when gross. they used to be... They used to just be delusional that they would even get a star. Now, I guess they're not delusional that they're going to get Brunson. They might actually get Brunson. But, I mean, it's still... We're talking about the freak... You know, free agency yeah. coming away with, what, like a, a second or a third guard yeah. on a really good team? See, we're pushing up the algorithm today. We, we did the Lakers, now we're doing that. But honestly, though, with the Knicks, I mean, it's just sad and how the Warriors? every year... <laughs> Every year they have all these hopes, all this, and they're just gonna they're just gonna be bad again. And I, you know, if you're if you're them, what do you do? What if you're you're you know, Knicks are like James Dolan's like screw it, that's it. I'm firing everyone in this office. All everyone get out. Get me Rem on the phone now. He's my GM. Signed today. What are you doing? Because I, I honestly, they're, they're, a, they're a conundrum to me. I don't know what to do with them. Who's taking Randall? I, I, I don't know what I can do this season. I, I, I'm, getting to, I'm telling ownership I need next season in the draft because uh, it'd be tough to hire me right after a draft where they just traded away my pick. <laughs> Uzman Jang. I can't believe they did that. I mean, just looking at this roster, it just feels so stale. So stale. I love, you know, love that Randall had that one season where, you know, it looked, it was like, what's going on? But with Thibodeau pretty much hating on young players, having his five guys that he plays over and over, you know, I've always been a fan of Cam Reddish. You fire Thibodeau and hire uh, James Borrego? I like that move. I actually, I think that's a great move. I, I don't understand why Borrego was fired. You know, poor. I don't know how many more wins he was supposed to get out of that team. Like, come on. If I was the Knicks, I would honestly probably just fire Thibodeau and hire probably like Becky Hammond or something. Will Hardy, both former Spurs yeah. assistants, but yeah, both top uh, coaching candidates right now. Yeah, I mean, I think you know, definitely like why? Why are we having a backcourt of Alec Burks and Fournier when you have quickly on the bench? You know, when you have in some interesting players, but not both of them should be starting. And you know, the team is just. It's so bland. Yeah. It's so bland. Yeah. It's tough. It's tough to watch them keep shooting themselves in the foot. And they yeah, need I to hope pretty much the kings of the east. They just need to hope that getting a guy like Brunson is probably a notch up from any signing that they've gotten in, in a while. You know, they made some moves for a guy they were able to get Randall, but um, he could be a, just a stabilizing force for him. Who knows? Randall was a good player. A couple seasons ago, Barrett's shown some flashes, so maybe just getting another young guy in there that can actually play the point and get these guys the ball and just sort of raise the IQ level of the team mm-hmm. all the way around, maybe that can just push Barrett and Randall back up again, and maybe that's that's kind of what you have to hope is the Knicks. And yeah, I mean... I, th- I don't. The thing is, I don't know if, if Thibodeau's the guy to get that out of him. We'll exactly. But I think if quickly takes another step, you know, R.J. Barrett continues to improve. Randall actually goes back to what he used to be. And then you throw Brunson in the mix. It could be an interesting team. I mean, they're not winning anything, but it could be an interesting team. I mean, they'd be better than what they were this last year, obviously. But um, Are, they I mean, just building a a re- hope. Are they just building a revenge team to try to beat the Hawks again? <laughs> Because that team could beat the Hawks, probably. Probably. That's prob- I mean, it's not going to probably make it. You know, I mean, those, yeah, the Hawks, it's, it's scary right now. Um, and now, time for my actual hot take. Hottest take of them all, because, you know, I'm already This is the hottest one of, of them all? Sick and tired of talking. This is like a hot mix. ones of takes. It's this, just, one, this one's actually hot. There's another one? Is G League Ignite dead already after two years? 
Jaden Hardy, last player in the green room. And you know, it taken in the second round. People talking about how mystery, the lack of film, is actually better sometimes. I mean, Shaden Sharp, top 10 player, uh, drafted. And now, NIL deals are kind of a thing. You can get millions while being in college now. Guys are getting played, paid. And now there's this overtime league sponsored by Drake. You know, they got some top 10 picks in there, some good picks in there, some prospects in there. whole lot of guys doing other leagues, but I, I mostly the NIL deals being a thing is the main thing. Um, you know, those basketball schools that don't have anything else, like who else is Kentucky going to play? pay Kansas? And, it, you know, it was already done under the table, not just above. I'm telling you, is, is there a reason to go to do G League? No, this is absolutely a great take, and Jaden Hardy is the perfect example of it because mm-hmm. the one advantage to the G League night over the college basketball system mm-hmm. was this is a setup for young guys to come in and be able to be professional athletes right out of high school. They can get paid. And now, and now there is NIL. Again, mm-hmm. that just it totally erases everything. Yeah. So what is the other advantage of going to the G League, well, you get to play pro basketball right out of high school. Well, it's not good pro basketball. Yeah. Jaden Hart, like Jaden Hardy was, should not be allowed to do what he just did for, like this is supposed to be a basketball developmental team uh-huh. where guys can come in and they're getting professional level training. Jaden Hardy is coming in as the number two recruit. He can't be treated like James Harden on this team. He just can't. He can't have the usage and take the shots and, be able to play the way he did uh-huh. on this team. He they have to they have to look at him and they have to try to develop him as a player. Uh-huh. I think Jalen Green, one of the things we come we came away from seeing was just he's a raw athlete. He doesn't really know what he's doing. Yeah. All the guys that are the And he looked better in the league than yes, G League. Yes, all honestly. the guys that are lead ball handlers on the G League teams, we just it just mm. this to me these are not they're not well run basketball teams. Yeah. And if that's the other advantage to the G League, then it's just a bad one. Yeah. So I totally agree with you. The two things that the the G League Ignite supposed to bring to the table over the NCAA, yeah, I just I don't think it does. We should have told Kyle to turn the camera on. This is a, I mean, I think this is the best best take of the whole the whole show because the thing is, is with the whole. I mean, you bring up great points. I mean, every time they go together, it's bad chemistry. It's always awkward because everyone's trying to get their shots. They're not going to look great. They're not going to look better against professional basketball players than college players. And at least with a college team, you have a coach who's been there for a while. He has his system. You know the culture. You know you're the big man on campus. You know, maybe a better education than you're getting as a G League player. You know, at good schools, you know. And you're getting now you're getting paid. And you play, against, you play with teammates who've been there for a while. You know, you have veterans who probably... You know, you get it. You get in a whole experience. And if it doesn't work out, you can just stay another year, you mm-hmm. know. And staying another year in G League Ignite is kind of weird, you know. <laughs> it is. And you're yeah. almost odd. Now it's like your career's almost. Exactly. It's not done, but it's like. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he, what is he? Where is he <laughs> yeah. going now? Now he's just a G League player. Yeah. Like, while on the other hand, with like Keegan Murray, you know, he had a rough freshman year, came back the next year. And, you know, people are already talking about, you know, is he that elite? But he had a great season and, you know, was and was the guy. And wasn't going to fall past, what, seven or eight? Yeah. So, yeah, whatever he goes for. But, we're, mm-hmm. you know, he was to whatever he was as a freshman to all the way up into the top five of the NBA draft. Exactly. Just by staying in college. Like, is, is, 
Is Jaden Hardy able to do that in the G League Ignite system? I don't uh, think that's well, how it works. It's kind of a one and done. So, I, I if I'm a prospect, there's literally no reason for me to go to the G League Ignite when I could get paid millions potentially at a college or, you know, join some other random league, you know, some more fun league. So, I, I, I definitely think that Ignite is dead, and I, I never really liked it anyway. Watching their games, it was always like, you know, it, it, you obviously the guys didn't want to play with each other, and that's why, you know, almost once they come to the league, like Jalen Green, he looks so much better on the Rockets than he did on Ignite. I don't know. That's personal opinion. So, I, I, think, I think it's dead. I think it is. It's interesting, the concept of just high school players, just mm-hmm. throw them right into, pro, like, the professional league, let them adjust that first whole year is adjusting to just mm-hmm. playing professional basketball as well which is a huge jump mm-hmm. for high school guys and if there are guys taking it every year like not there aren't guys that can do that every year not every year there's a zion yeah. williamson and kevin garnett or whatever that just can go into the league and physically and talently mm-hmm. hold up right away there are guys that like yeah jalen green can show flashes and be good but he's not going to be that high level you know prospect but yeah. that that whole first year can just be a developmental year. You don't have to worry about having that in the, in the mm-hmm. league. I think that's an interesting idea. And then a professional team gets to look at a guy and go, oh, wait, we just get to draft a guy that just played a year of professional basketball mm-hmm. and kind of got that whole year out of his system already. And now that jump from professional basketball to professional basketball, maybe not as big as yeah. college basketball to professional basketball or high school or, or to whatever. It could be mm-hmm. the quickest jump. It's an interesting concept. I just don't think the G League Ignite is doing it right also there's one piece we haven't mentioned how many of these prospects are actually going to be nba stars how many are actually going to bring in hundreds of millions not that many so i mean that's too early to say it's yeah 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 i know i know but like a good the percentage of guys who end up being an all nba it's not that many because it just isn't like that's that's just how it works especially with european players not coming in and you know new record of european players coming in almost every year it's it's harder and harder to you know become a start so will college players in march madness get all that exposure now on top of that money i mean is zion as big of a star if he's winning the g league championship (laughs) than being in the final four of march madness i mean when his shoe burst is Nike stock really breaking down if we're watching that in a G League game compared to regular season at Duke, who everyone knows? So not only do college teams now have they have the pedigree, they already have the deals, they have the exposure, but now they have the money on top of it with the March Madness. You can become a star there. It's new people every year, you know, stuff like that. I'm telling you, man, and it's a lot easier access to games. I mean, I don't even know how to watch G League games. No, they're just – they're <laughs> like, impossible. Like, and, you know, the courts aren't nearly as good as – like, I mean, you can't compare, like, college programs. There's no atmosphere to, to a G League exactly. game. You know, college's Fans, environment. Like, There's Like, who's losing their minds if, you know – what? what I don't no, know. they're playing in empty arenas. lose the game. Like, no. So, or a Duke, North Carolina basketball game. Exactly. So, I think now with the exposure on top of it – and now that only sets you up even more. You know, who knows what happens to your career, but, you know, if you have a solid college season uh, career, which many do, I mean, there's many situations where you have a great college season. Now you can get sponsorship deals mm-hmm. with those teams. I, I literally I don't see any upside to going to the G League, besides the professional basketball, which you mentioned. But at the same time, like with facilities and coaches and like mm-hmm. that, the line gets really blurry 
you know, in theory, in that like, is the one, but like yeah. we've said, it's not, it's not yeah. there yet. Exactly. So the idea is there, but yeah, the way that the way the gap is that big between college and pro between college and G league. Oh, I got you. Yeah. I think, I think it is. I think there's more yeah. of a grind. I think there's a lot of just there's a gap. professionals yeah. in that league. Like mm -hmm. that's all professional basketball players. Yeah. There's no, there's no walk-ons. There's yeah. no, the seventh, yeah. you know, it's just yeah. the deeper. I think the competition is better. But, yeah, there's just a lot going for college basketball right yeah. now with the NIL stuff. Yeah. Like that. And March Madness. I mean, who else? And we're not doing brackets of G League. <laughs> like, no, I mean, that stuff doesn't really matter for yeah. the draft. Like, J you know, Jalen Green will be a star in Houston if he's good, regardless of where he'll come out of. Yeah, but I'm talking about the guys in terms of making but yes. money. Because at the end of the day, that's what they're there to do. As a college, as a college yeah. athlete and as a, you know, a prospect. Yeah. That's all you're there to do yeah. is make money. And I, I mean, do we forget Hardy as easily if he's on a solid college team? Like, I, I didn't see much of anyone. Does his stock? About it. You know, he dropped yeah. all the way into the second round. He was the number two recruit yeah. in the country. Like it was any. I didn't hear anyone talk about. Oh well, I need to study up on Jaden Hardy, like, or watch his highlights. Like, I don't. I think the G League kind of buries you because it's just, you know, this is just not enough yeah. exposure. So. I think we beat this dead horse enough, but I, I definitely love this take, and you know I'm, I'm happy you love it. And no, I the Jaden Hardy. So, a season ago, the Spurs were one of the most asset deplete teams in the league. Mm -hmm. And when I was looking at the mocks for this past draft last season, Jaden Hardy was a name that was up at the top. As I, I was like, oh, if the Spurs are me at the top, what do they need? They need a score. Jaden Hardy's a scorer. And watching his watching just his career from the number two recruit into the G League, dropping all the way down to the 30, 37th pick to the Dallas Mavericks, which good for him. He's in Dallas. He's with Luka. I yeah. think that offense can get a lot of efficiency out of a players, and he hasn't necessarily been an efficient player. So being in, 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 being in an efficient offense yeah. will be good for him. But just watching that fall mm -hmm. yeah i was i was just really kind of that was like a big shock to me with what the g league has done this year especially with, after nil deals came yeah. in i agree i saw the same thing i just to me it was two years so i didn't know if it was too early to say it yeah but you're right like how does how do how do they bounce back if the college athletes are making money know. like the college setup is just so much better i mean did you hear about did you i mean do you think Stephen a knows who dyson daniels was like before the draft <laughs> Like, I don't think most people know, like, the players on the team, which I think goes a little bit to the league. They need to, you know, uh, promote better and stuff like that. But it's, it, it's tough. It's, I think the gap is, you know, I, I, I definitely think the competition, you know, like you mentioned, is a really good point, that professional competition, it is, it is just better. And also, you know, NBA rules, things like that. There's different rules. Spacing. Yeah. It's a, it's a little weird, you know, three-point shooting, you know, where people take the free throw. Uh, percent more than others but you know but just because it's professional doesn't mean it's quality you know exactly so and the, the g league is just it seems like to me it's struggle with the quality of basketball it could the ignite can produce like when was the last time you watched a g league game though? a full game yeah oh i never watched a full same game. same I've i watched, watched pretty much highlights of yeah. whoever the spurs have in the g league and mm -hmm. then whoever the well now whoever the yeah. draft prospects are so last i watched year, a lot of some summer league not a whole game but Oh, I'll sit down and watch full summer league. Yes, yeah. especially early on if they're good. If yeah. all the stars are playing, yeah, mm -hmm. get the first look at the. You get a full half, anyways. Yeah. And summer league is fortunate where there's enough going 
games going on. You can yeah. potentially bounce half to half mm-hmm. to half to half. And, and no one else is playing at that time, so yeah. it's kind of the only thing going on. There's always be some exciting rookie popping off, or somebody yeah. you don't even or know. Or some matchup like Paolo against Jabari or something like that. Yeah. Like one or two pick, you know. Um, Wiseman versus somebody. Wiseman versus anybody is the... Wiseman playing basketball. I want to see him. That's the most Can anticipated Can we see him matchup. hit a layup, please? Like, James Wiseman versus a basketball court. That's the matchup of the year. Him and Anthony Davis are in the running right now for uh, who can stay on the court. Um, any other NBA hot takes? Um, I was looking at NFL stuff. Oh, training yeah? Camp. Um, looks like Paris Campbell. I'm saying if he stays healthy, it's, it's his spots know. on the Colts. I know. They've been you saying that for a long time. Number two guy. Um, I'm What I'm really happy to hear is Juan Thornhill. I've loved Juan Thornhill since day one and i'm so happy he's healthy and we're gonna need him without matthew there and mateo matthew tyron there anymore so interesting interesting uh but one of the reasons you were not gonna pay tyron is because juan thornhill is a good young safety yeah really solid yeah he's really solid i think he he was all pro rookie year for sure all pro me on that he was he was i know he won some maybe an all rookie let me see here. But, yeah, he had a tough injury. I think he tore his ACL or something along those lines. And um, now he's back and better than ever. And I am so ready to get this train on the road because we're going to need him, especially coverage facing Herbert, Wilson, and Derek Carr. Like, I am not ready for this year. I just – why? Why my team? You're still a smart team, though. In the draft, you guys went pass rusher, pass rusher, cornerback, which are mm-hmm. the two things you would need to com- compete against all these high flying offenses. You know, you had McDuffie, or Loftus. So, your team's still solid. I would, I wouldn't be concerned. It's almost football season. We're yeah. almost. I feel like when, when can we yeah, start? Yeah, it's all rookie. July? I don't know why is it all. I feel like Awful. once we hit July, it'll be officially mm. football season. Yeah, yeah. Once it hits July, you know, nothing's going on right now. You know, free agency. Uh, I don't think has free agency started. Free agency starts yeah. the thirtieth. Thirtieth, so it hasn't quite. And then that that'll happen. We'll hit summer league. Mm-hmm. You know, July is the summer, so fantasy football is going to start being relevant. Talk about that. I'm sure movies and stuff. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe we'll have to do a full on Kenobi thing. Maybe I'll power through Kenobi over the summer, and we'll do. Yeah. Kenobi. Definitely, definitely would be more fun subjects than uh, the next ones I'm mentioning. Um, just some news, you know, Goodell, as usual, protecting the owner, saying he can't remove Snyder. It's like, what? the commanders continue to be a mess. And um, it looks like with Watson, 20 of the 26 cases have been settled. So he still has six cases to go through. I I just know he's going to end up playing football. Week one comes around, he's going to – maybe not week one because I think Goodell might still have to put down some suspension. But at some point, he's, he's going to play. And the, what what it sounds like right now is they're trying to get him suspended for at least a year. Yeah. So with with these situations, you know, assigning a punishment versus the crime is always tough. You know, who yeah. knows how long. But if that's the starting point, again, it's hard to trust the NFL because in the past, who knows? But yeah. With every new situation, you just have to hope they do it right. So. Hey, at least he wasn't gambling. You, yeah, if right, you're Calvin Ridley. <laughs> if you're starting, oh my gosh. you know, if you're starting from, from a year, just, uh, yeah, who knows? It's hard. It's hard to say with this stuff, but just I, I don't, I don't know. 
it's just a messy situation yeah, all the way around. Messy, 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 and uh, we'll see how it how it ends up. Um, but you know, nothing nothing else crazy going on. Um, anything else you wanted to touch on? Um, did you did you catch up on Kenobi or? I haven't yet, but oh, okay. it did didn't recently finish. Yeah, it just finished. And Phenomenal. everything I've heard about it is good. So now that Bananas. the full now that the full show is out, and I just heard that the whole mm-hmm. thing is held up. It feels like a must. It feels like a must watch. It is a must watch. Pete told me it might be the most important uh, Star Wars content. Maybe the best Star Wars. Content. No, no, no. But that's the most important ever? since since the third episode. No, not oh. ever. I mean, obviously the sequel prequels. Are, I mean, the the first six are kind of. I mean, nothing kind of can't be better than those. No, I'm not. I don't know about them better. I, that's that's for the scholars to argue. I'm talking about most important. Okay, okay. To the canon. It's but it could be show of the summer for sure. So I mean, yeah. it might have to, might have to be. I don't know, Miss Marvel. Have you seen that? That's another Disney thing. Disney, please hire us, aka ESPN. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> Miss Marvel is also another great show on right now. Um, you should definitely get into it. It's pretty, it's pretty interesting. It's a, it's like, a, it's a young Pakistani. Yeah, I think they're Pakistan um, girls. So you know, a little different story. You know, a little different mix up. Um, but yeah, that's about From it. From what I've seen of it, it looks cool, but I haven't sat down and watched it yet. Yeah, yeah, and it's definitely yeah. There's just a whole lot of there's a whole lot of shows out right now. Um, Peaky Blinders came out with a new season. Umbrella Academy. I don't know if you're watching that. Grey's Anatomy. Nothing. No shows. What shows are you watching? Uh, I was watching. I was watching highlights of Jaden Hardy and draft prospects for the last. No season. Netflix. Nothing. We gotta put the pop in spot, man. It's it's, it's still pop culture. <laughs> I know, I know. It's summer. This is when I catch yeah. up, though. Okay. Summer's He's when coming I coming back. I gotta. I, I'll binge through and catch up. But when Come you know, back when, season. when football and basketball are in season, I. I'm not talking about in the middle of season. Nothing to do. We're talking about right now, right now. Well, it seems like Woj just mentioned that there's no known teams planning to do a sign and trade. With Kyrie, so outside of the Lakers, looks like well, the, their Brooklyn's not interested in any Lakers packages. So we'll see. We'll see. It's a developing thing right now. So that goes back to what it's just going to be if Kyrie opts in or out. It'll be as simple as that. Yeah, and that deadline I believe is also the thirtieth as well. Yeah, yeah. So free agency, the Wednesday deadline is all. the deal. So hopefully in our next pod we'll know. We'll have a little. It'll be a little clearer as to what happens down the road. With the third most important free agent. <laughs> but no, wherever you have him. I mean, I definitely, you know, not to rehash it, but I definitely understand why people have him lower, you know. He was, but but, but you are right because, you know, if he stays in Brooklyn, it's like, well, what, they're running this back. What do we do? But if he goes to L.A., it, you know, yeah. at least we get to have a whole new conversation about what that team looks yeah. like and what the title possibility is. And Kyrie, so. LeBron, and AD in terms would of, be bananas. Unless... Unless Aiton or Levine or B, unless one of those guys actually something crazy happens mm. and they really do go to a contender, Kyrie is the one moving piece yeah. in all of this that will affect what the contenders do. Yeah. So from that, from He'll that standpoint, you're right. He may be the most important free agent on the market. Yeah. Anyway, um, that's about it for the pod. Um, check out the rest of the stuff we have on Spop, our other past podcasts, and. Uh, Hopefully we'll be able to mix it up. You know, off season's here, summer days are here. Uh, get out and play some frisbee or whatever you do. <laughs> Have a good night. <laughs>